Hi, this is Big Talk. Michael Glab here. My guests this week are funny people. They call themselves funny. They've tried to live funny lives. They even put out a magazine that has funny in the title. Now, the funny thing is, these are not funny times that we're in. But has humanity ever been in funny times? What we find out is the way to get through war and atrocity sometimes is by laughing. So, we are with the Bloomington crew of Funny Times magazine. Gabriel Pizer is co-publisher. Hi there. And Mia Beach is the editor. Hi, it's great to be here. Now, you've heard Mia Beach on these airwaves uh, maybe back uh, since the 40s? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you did war reports uh-huh. yep. uh, from uh, the South Pacific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, funny. Funny Times is the magazine. If you haven't heard about it, what the heck's wrong with you? There's plenty of ways to get to it. Go to funnytimes.com. Go to their YouTube channel, at funnytimes9050. Go to Facebook or Instagram. You get tons of free cartoons there. Funny Times. What is it, editor Mia Beach? Funny Times is a cartoon newspaper. It's a print publication. We've been around for almost 40 years. We've got a pretty big print subscription base. So we've got about 53,000 people who get the Funny Times. It's it's actually like a newspaper that's just almost all cartoons. It's almost entirely cartoons um, with some funny articles alongside. And it's on newsprint. Mm Mm-hmm. Newsprint, like a real newspaper. You're old school. Yeah, we are old school. We love being old school. But we're getting, we're updating bit by bit. Mm-hmm. We have there's uh, some big news coming out of Funny Times HQ just in the past few weeks. Yeah, we are. We are entering the digital age. We're not getting rid of our analog publication at all, but we are also offering a digital version of it now, um, and so that allows people to view it digitally if they don't want a paper subscription or to add it in addition to a paper subscription. So we're not only paper anymore. And it's accessible through the website. Yeah. For goodness sakes, though, I went to Facebook and Instagram, and it's like I got just got tons of stuff. There are tons of content on those. It's all free stuff. You're giving your stuff away. You're, you're cheating yourself. Well, we just want to make people laugh. <laughs> Funny Times it started in 1985. By a couple of people who are your your in-laws. My in-laws. They are the parents of Renee Lesser, who can't be here today because she's busy taking care of funny All time stuff. Mm-hmm. So as the story goes, Sue and Ray were in, uh, they, grew, they grew up in Cleveland, uh-huh. and they actually met in high school. They tried early on to sort of do the back to the land thing. But it, you know, it wasn't, didn't really take. They had a farm in southern, southern Ohio. But for a number of reasons, it, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't working out and they needed to be back in Cleveland to do some caretaking. Before they ended up back in Cleveland, they took a road trip. Uh, they were out in Santa Cruz and they saw this newspaper called the Santa Cruz Comic News. They were thinking that, you know, it's possible that that could work in Cleveland. It could work someplace else. Uh-huh. And early on, they sold ads uh, to, um, for vendors that were around Cleveland over the first year, they 
had, I think, almost 10,000 subscriptions. So it really took off very quickly. So oh. much so they couldn't really believe it. Yeah. Right. Oh. It was it was surprising how much people were excited for this, and it I think it, the success of it kind of took them by surprise. Right. They were afraid to cash some of the checks initially. That's what we've heard. <laughs> they, they kept all the checks in a little shoebox, and they weren't going to cash them because they were like, "Oh, can we actually like make this happen?" Um, <laughs> but they were doing all the layout out of their you know in their bathrobes out of their house. You know, they were exchanging ad space for free pizza so that they could Ooh, yeah. you know feed have pizza now and again, and they were. Um, building these relationships with artists and with writers. And, you know, between, you know, when they started it and, you know, the early 2000s, they, I think probably the, uh, the peak to date number of subscribers is something like 60,000. It just was w wildly popular and people really loved it. So were Susan and Ray late generation hippies? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's an accurate Living on right. the land. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah the whole, right. the whole yeah. schmear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They were laying out this publication on the dining room table or in the spare bedroom. And the daughter, your wife, now, this was her childhood. That's funny right. people putting out a funny magazine called Funny Times. And that was her young life. There were photocopies of cartoons all over. She would be doing her homework assignments on the back of them. Her caretakers were sometimes some of the Funny Times staff. It was just fully woven into their lives. And I mean, for instance, I mean, her, her mom went into labor with her while she was laying out an issue of the Funny Times. I mean, this is in Renee's blood through and through. Apparently. Now, we're going to get into why uh, Funny Times is here in Bloomington in a bit. But first, I, I want to do some bragging on the uh, magazine here. I want to I want to tell you, listeners, who some of the past contributors have been. I'm blown away by this lineup: Linda Barry, Dave Barry, Andy Borowitz, Bill Bryson, who, by the way, is one of my favorite authors on earth, Matt Groenig, Garrison Keeler, Paul Krasner. Molly Ivins, another of my favorites. Michael Moore. That Michael Moore? That Michael Moore. Wow. Phil Proctor mm -hmm. from the Fire Sign Theater. Rita Rudner, the stand-up comic. I remember her from the 80s. Mm -hmm. And Allison Bechtel, who I love. One of I my love. favorites. Absolutely one of my favorites. How do you get all these people? These are big people. You guys are not Rupert Murdoch's. How do you Don't get these people? Mia Beach, editor. Well, I think that one of the really powerful things was how much Funny Times was willing to showcase uh, cartoonists and writers in their earlier parts of their careers. So oh. Alison Bechtel was doing Dykes to Watch Out For. You know, in Cleveland, during the time where Dykes to Watch Out For was young, I mean, this is actually just um, very left-leaning, very radical. And oh, yeah. so, you know, Funny Times was really good at supporting some of these cartoonists and writers early on. And so some of those people have stayed loyal and stayed contributors. A lot of them still, you know, receive it in the mail and contribute once in a while. And so I think that that's part of it, is that it really felt like a safe space for, you know, people who wanted to experiment later in their career or people who were just getting started. You mail this newsprint magazine out. Why newsprint? 
there's something really beautiful about uh, holding it in your hands, and there's something really um, familiar. And I think that like um, we don't lean too hard into the nostalgia, but there is something really beneficial, something really nice about receiving something in the mail. It's a bright, colorful thing that you know. I can guarantee you, like something on each page will make you, I, make you laugh. Like at least one thing is going to tickle. Like one person's particular sense of humor. So we have so many cartoons in there. So people really do. I hear from people all the time who look forward to it every month because it is this bright, colorful thing that reminds them of the best part of the paper. My guests this week are the Bloomington crew of Funny Times minus one because Renee Lesser is taking care of the magazine itself, Funny Times. Mia Beach is the editor. Gabriel Pizer is the co-publisher, along with Renee Lesser. Funny Times. Almost 55,000 subscribers. Who does that work? Who mails that? We have a wonderful staff in Cleveland who've been with us for a long time. Um, And so, you know, shout out to Karen and Susie and Oren and Blaine and Nicole, all these people, Rachel. There's a lot of people who are behind the scenes who are actually doing the work of mailing out all the gift shop orders because we sell kooky things, you know, and mailing out all the issues and back issues. They, They actually, we have two people who sit behind our landline in Cleveland and are there to answer, you know, subscription questions or to read the caption for you if it's too small and you can't read it. We have people who are who are there and that personal touch is just really powerful. Like our our office in Cleveland is just bustling. So you have a headquarters here where the big shots all are. And then you have all the peons working in Cleveland. There's another office there. Well, I wouldn't quite put it that way. <laughs> um, partially, what, I'm one of the in your leg. <laughs> we also have another person who um, who took over as director of publishing operations ah. at the same time that I became editor. So we had a transition when Renee's parents were ready to retire and pass that on, and the person who'd been editing. Um, Sandy Barely um, had been editing for many years, and she was ready to retire. So they were just trying to figure out how to find the right people for it. And, you know, maybe it wasn't all going to be in Cleveland. But enough had changed, you know, like we were ready for the digital age enough that people had learned, you know, through COVID that we could work remotely. So we actually have um, also Rachel Lee is the director of publishing operations, and she's in New Orleans. And so we have New Orleans, we've got Bloomington, and we've got Cleveland Heights. And I would describe it as in Cleveland, where the original headquarters, there's an office there with a lot of staff, and that's the town where Sue and Ray live. That's where we're going to be going to do our sort of annual planning session. And we have an editorial office that we're excited to have brought to Bloomington, and that was what we've opened here now that Mia is our editor. So editorial office in Bloomington, main headquarters in Cleveland, director of publishing operations operates out of New Orleans. Gabriel Pizer, you married into this. Did you know that this was going to become somehow your life? No. I think, I, I mean, I'd like to say I sort of you know, married into, you know, the, one of the silliest family businesses. Um, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm glad for it. I think that, um, you know, when Renee and I got together, it wasn't, it wasn't on our radar that this would be something that we would take over. But it has uh-huh. been. But I think, you know... As I've uh, gotten to know the funny times, it's very clear to me how much of the spirit of the lesser family is part of the funny times. And so it was very easy for me to having, you know, fallen in love with Renee to really fall in love with this beautiful project that's been part of that family for decades. 
Now, Mia Beach, I know you're a funny person. <laughs> Is he funny? He's funny. Funny Start looking. With. Oh, definitely funny looking. You're punny. I you're punny. You're good with wordplay. Wordplay's really yeah. your specialty, I think. That's yeah. Guilty. I'm a little more physical humor and a little a little more biting. Will there be pies in the face uh, here today during this interview? You I you should see what's Can in see? my tote bag. <laughs> Let's see how well this interview goes. <laughs> Mia Beach, editor of Funny Times. Your family ran a funeral home. That is not funny. It's not funny. No, but um, it was a really interesting experience. My grandfather ran a funeral home for, you know, his whole professional life. Uh Um, And it did close down um, when he died. Um, But I spent a lot of time there growing up, spent summers there. One of my very first memories is playing hide-and-seek in the funeral home. It was in Richmond, Indiana. And I ran my feet into a a corpse on a gurney. I ran my face, sorry. I was playing hide-and-seek in the funeral home. And I accidentally ran um, face first into the feet of a corpse on a gurney. You touched it? Yeah, with my face. Oh, my God. One of my very first memories. So, <laughs> yeah. Yep, so that's, that's, that's a strange thing. And it's one of the reasons, it's one of the things that brought me to Alison Bechtel as a cartoonist. Fun Home. Mm-hmm. Fun Home was a really meaningful book for me, both growing up around a funeral home and, you know, I'd had a dad commit suicide around the same age that her father committed suicide, too. So, you know, there was a lot of similarities, you know, being a queer woman, father committed suicide, growing up in a funeral home. Um, yeah. it's So when the funny times approached me about being editor, you know, one of the things that I was really excited about was the fact that they had worked with Alison Bechtel, who I had so much affinity with, Linda Berry, who's like an all-time hero of mine. Love Linda Berry. And she's come to Bloomington several times. She's an amazing writer, an amazing artist. And so with that caliber of people and knowing that those those people are who Funny Times is still in communication with, I mean, how how could I say no? You know, how there's no way to say no to this. It's honestly one of the most joyful jobs a person can have does your humor get you through tragedy oh yeah yeah and sometimes it's a dark sense of humor you know my um kid's dad my ex-husband was killed in a hit and run on his bicycle a few years ago and uh it was really funny because i formed kind of a little support group with a couple other people who had recently lost ex-spouses, because that's a very strange position to be in. And honestly, it was the humor that really got us all through. The dark jokes, the goofy jokes, you know, I mean, that really pushed us through. Like, all the dark times, you know, that's that's the thing that really got us through. Laughter. So, it's never too soon? No. Not for me. And I think it gets back to what you were saying earlier, that like, you know, are we in funny times right now? I think that it's in the most difficult moments, it's really valuable to find those like um, moments that can remind us of joy and remind us of, of happiness and humor. You know, it's funny you should bring this up because when I was nine or 10 years old, my grandpa died. He was the first person I loved who died. And so we went to the wake and people were laughing at the wake and I was outraged. How dare you laugh? I didn't realize that laughing is a way to get through that. 
Mm-hmm. There's emotional, but there's also like physical benefits. That's a stress relief response. Your body needs that. It kind of needs to shake it out emotionally and physically. So it's actually really good for you to laugh through sad stuff. Do you still laugh at the stuff that comes in? We get a lot of submissions. I'll right. say I read hundreds of cartoons a day. A day? Mm-hmm. But that said, I do laugh every day. There's I don't, something. I don't laugh at all of it, and a lot of that stuff doesn't make it in. We sift through a lot of cartoons. People from all over the world send us cartoons every day. Okay. How much of what comes in gets into the publication? Maybe five percent. Five percent. I mean, I think that's yeah. part of the part of the longevity of the paper is that there's really careful curation, which I wow. think is reflected in every issue. There's it's sorting through a lot of good stuff to find the great stuff, and then packaging it together around themes, making sure that there um, there's sort of an arc to the different pages and to each issue. And I think that makes a big difference. We're with the Bloomington crew of Funny Times Magazine. Gabriel Pizer is the co-publisher. Mia Beach is the editor. Now, co-publisher, here's the question for you. Do you ever go to Mia and say, you know what, that last issue stunk? No, never had to do that. On the contrary, I mostly just say it's, been, it's just been getting better every issue. It's, it's phenomenal to watch Mia work. Thank you. <laughs> oh, because I saw you smile or try to hide a smile over there. I was wondering if maybe he was hiding something from us. <laughs> no, I mean, I've been getting a lot of um, really positive reinforcement, both from Ray and Sue, the founders, you know, who still, they read every issue that comes through. I mean, we've been trying to revitalize it and kind of bring it into a new era. So I really appreciate hearing that, you know, people like it, but I can also take the feedback. And I would like to say that, you know, the 5% number that I threw out, that's of like unsolicited contributions, you know, like we, there's some people where, you know, Alison Bechtel, if you listen to this, whatever you send, we'll put in the funny times. So (laughs) just wanted to put that out there. You know what, there's, we do have some stuff that is not funny. We do some stuff that's more um, storytelling and more poignant. Um, So we do have a section that we allow for some stuff that's more graphic novel-y. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I love graphic novels. I think graphic novels should be used as teaching aids in elementary, middle, and high school, and college, for God's sake. Fully agree. I think that there's certain historical events or biographies of people. Yeah. The, the Red Rosa by Kate Evans is by far one of the best graphic novels I've ever read, and it's it makes the story of Rosa Luxemburg incredibly palatable and right. i know a lot about her that i wouldn't i wouldn't have read right you know i wouldn't have read that biography otherwise the first graphic novel i ever bought was a biography of j edgar hoover oh wow and i that? mean like how for anybody nowadays oh j edgar hoover that old man but it was fascinating and now i have a whole shelf of graphic novels at home how about you gabriel what do you like to laugh at normally just for fun Who do I like to laugh at? I think that there's things that I've read that I've found really funny are things like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy Uh or um, Jeeves and... Oh, P.G. Woodhouse. Yeah, P.G. Woodhouse. He's my favorite. Yeah, fantastic. Dave Barry. Yeah. Some of his essays and books. There's some stand-up that I've really enjoyed. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think... uh, a, a pretty good range. 
And then I'm trying to think. I'm terrible when I'm on the spot to try to think of the names of, of stuff that I've been You've um, given us plenty here. Oh, great. Now, what about stand-up? Any stand-up you like, Mia Beach? Oh, gosh. Let's see. I mean, I do like a lot of the classics, which I would say like Lenny Bruce or something like that. I mean, oh I like my. I do I do actually like the things that are controversial and kind of interesting in yeah. their in their context and, you know, Mitch Hedberg or something like that. You know, like just the things that are kind of kind of a little strange. Um that tends to be the direction I go. I actually really like Ali Wong these days. Uh-huh. Now Mia, speaking of Lenny Bruce, have you ever seen on YouTube his first appearance on national TV, which was basically on the Steve Allen show, which was the original Tonight Show. Have you seen that one? I haven't. Oh, it'll blow you away. Really? It's okay. About, it's about uh, the kid buying glue, uh, model glue, at the and sniffing it and testing it on the dog. I mean, this was groundbreaking stuff because this is the late 50s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to watch it. Oh, you have I to. I love that kind of stuff. Did you ever see the movie, Lenny? Yeah, of course. It's amazing. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman, for God's sake. He's great. Tootsie's one of my all-time favorite movies. Hands down. I'm a dork. <laughs> <laughs> you, Mia Beach, at one time were on the board of the Charles H. Carr Publishing Company. Quote, the oldest English language radical press in the world. You know, it was kind of through people that we knew. I've done a fair bit of, like, small publishing projects, and they hadn't published books in many years. A lot of the people who had been working on it had kind of aged out and were a little tired. We noticed that people weren't answering the email when we were trying to buy books. You know, we were trying to buy books for a local bookstore um, to be able to, you know, sell these radical books that – Um, My husband and I had both grown up on. Speaking of Rosa Luxemburg, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so there were these these books that we had grown up on. We were hoping that other people would be able to access, um, but no one was returning our emails requesting books. So we gathered a small crew of people together, a graphic designer, a couple other people in editing and publishing. And um, we spent a few years kind of like bringing it into the digital age. And we've published a handful of books um, in the past couple of years through them. The Bloomington crew of Funny Times Magazine. You can't buy it at a bookstore. Not yet, but we will soon. How soon? We will probably in 2024, we're going to be in bookstores in Bloomington. Mia, you're a producer here at WFHB. Partisan Gardens and Kite Line. How long have you been doing that? We started doing Kite Line in... 2016 around the national prison strike when that was when that was first starting when standing rock was happening that's when we first got started with kite line and up until recently we had a new episode every single week for 353 weeks wow without stop because it's hard it's really hard (laughs) yeah hosting producing and editing a show as you know is a lot of work so we we kept up the pace every single week for 300 and, I think, 353 episodes. And now we're at a slightly slower pace of twice a month. Yeah, you know how hard it is. I'm going to have to do a lot of work editing out all the belches of Gabriel here. I know. This, uh, I'm recording. sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, this guy. can't wait. take me anywhere. We shouldn't oh. have eaten lunch beforehand. I'm they, sorry. Yeah, next time, think about that. We're trying to be funny because we've got the Bloomington crew of Funny Times here. Mia Beach is the editor. Gabriel Pizer is the 
co-publisher. He's married to the daughter, Renee Lesser, of the original founders back in the Cleveland area of Funny Times. And if you've not heard of Funny Times, if you don't know about it, well, that sort of makes sense because it's only mailed out. Up until up until a couple weeks ago, it's right. only been available via mail. Right. On the other hand, get on over to funnytimes.com or the YouTube channel at funnytimes9050 or the Facebook or Instagram pages and get free stuff, free funny time stuff. But you can actually pay for, and you can't say how much because this is non-commercial radio, you can actually buy stuff that's funny times oriented, like... We've been working with some of our artists to uh, develop a range of t-shirts and sweatshirts and things like that that are designed by artists, and you can purchase them on the, on the website. Some really cool stuff. Pretty cool stuff. And the, the people in, uh, in the factory in Cleveland handle that, no? We have a, we have a, a, we're able to get the designs to printers who are able to print it and, and ship it to the buyer very uh-huh. smoothly because it's a modern day and age. Even though you guys are so old school, this funny times thing, as we've said before, is printed on newsprint. Yeah, when we actually, when we started this transition, um, and Gabriel and Renee, Rachel and I um, started to take the reins, it was pretty amazing how analog the whole system was. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, bringing it into the digital age. I mean, like I said, we still have a 800 number landline you know i mean we printed everything we printed all the cartoons out on paper you know everything was done in a filing cabinet on actual sheets of paper and so we we transitioned to a cloud-based virtual filing cabinet did you Um, do hot wax layout originally people were doing still doing yeah the actual yeah glue gun uh, glue they were doing layout with a glue stick yeah cutting it out you know on the kitchen table that kind of thing right um it's been done in InDesign for the past handful of years. Um, That's but on they, a computer. Mm-hmm, Do you but, guys even own one at this time or what? There are a couple of them. Just one Just, or two, yeah. huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Bloomington crew of Funny Times. Mia Beach is the editor. Gabriel Pizer is the co-publisher. They have been here for how long now in Bloomington? Coming up on three years. We moved here because I got a job at the university. Ah. And then Renee decided to pursue a doctorate uh, at the same time while we were here. What is she studying? She's in the School of Education. Uh-huh. Um, studying philosophy and education. So she can't be that much of a cut-up. Oh, she's pretty she, funny. When she becomes this professional educator. Yeah, we all wear different hats. I think Renee's always finding a good way to... Be humorous in an appropriate way, though. I mean, Renee puts humor kind of into everything. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's, I really, it's, it's in, it's in her genes. But isn't part of the heart of humor being inappropriate? Yeah, I take care of that, I would say. I, I can, I can second that, yes. Mia Beach, Gabriel Pizer, thanks for being on Big Talk. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much for having us. This is lovely. Hi, Michael Glab here again. Please read my article on Funny Times, The People and the Paper, in an upcoming edition of Limestone Post. Go to limestonepost.org. <laughs> <laughs>